This is Marriage to the Max, episode number 41. Welcome to another episode of Marriage to the Max. Hello. I'm your host, Kelly Hurst. Hello. And you are? I'm Brett Hurst. (laughs) We're marriage educators and co-founders of Home Encouragement. And this podcast is the podcast designed (laughs) to help you take your marriage to the next level. We believe that healthy marriage should be a front burner conversation, and so we are here to help that happen. Well, I actually have a tip of the day today. Can you believe it? There's been several episodes where I haven't had a tip of the day. Okay. It's a book that I want to recommend that is one of my all-time favorites and something that I will reread over and over again. I'm all ears. It's called The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. Oh, yeah. Who is a very well-known author these days. She's a research professor at University of Houston here in H-Town. And that book is Fabulous. <laughs> so I just was that your to Oprah vo- voice? recommend it. Well, today's episode is called Have Some Fun. Oh, boy. I'm ready to have fun. <laughs> Good. Well, we recently led a summer marriage series at our church, and the class was four weeks long. And so we stole, I mean, borrowed an idea from an organization out of Atlanta called Married People. They build their entire program year around four tenets of healthy marriage, kind of a four-legged stool, if you will. And one of those tenets is to incorporate F-U-N into your marriage relationship. So here we go. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready to have fun. All right. Well, what we did in our class is we took the word fun and we created an acrostic Or an acronym. Wait, which one is it? I never know. It's an acrostic or an acronym. Okay, I think it's an acrostic. We took the letters and made something out of it. So the F in fun, we think, stands for frequent. Which means have it all the time. You need to have fun a lot because this kind of goes back to the whole Gottman idea where his research has shown that friendship continues to show up in marriage research as the cornerstone of longevity and healthy marriage. And so, you know, if you think about friendship lasting for 50, 60, 70 years, you got to be having some fun in there. You better be. And so frequent fun is important. So what we asked our class a couple weeks ago is when was the last time you and your spouse had fun together? Uh I mean, real just fun. You know, where did you go? What did you do? Maybe you were just in your living room having a grand old time. Let's go tubing. <laughs> tubing? Are you serious? <laughs> See, you don't want you don't See, really want to okay, have fun. I have bad association with tubing, even though that was my family's vacation every single summer. You went my tubing every year. summer and you said it was fun. It was so much fun, except you know what? I would the the heat from the tube when your arms are on it, uh-huh. I would always get like these burn rashes. We just wear a t shirt. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well anyway, uh so the question is, do you feel the two of you enjoy fun together often enough? You know, is it a, a regular part of your uh, marriage. Does arg- arguing count? No, that is definitely not fun. Can you have fun when you have an argument? Uh, I guess if it erupts into just uncontrollable laughter, which ours has many we, times. We have had that happen. We had a little times. spiff last night that did not erupt into laughter, but we won't go there. 
Good. <laughs> okay. So you've got to be having frequent fun. That's what the F stands for. The U stands for unstructured. Okay. What do you mean? Okay. Here's what I mean. And you and I talk about this all the time. But do you remember when you were a kid um, – Getting up on a summer morning. It wasn't that long ago for me. Yeah. Well, it doesn't seem that long. You can tell yourself that. Right. Uh, do you remember getting up on a summer morning, grabbing a PBJ or a bologna sandwich as your, you know, your only sustenance for the whole day, uh-huh. hopping on your bike, heading out with your bike. neighborhood friends, and just being gone for hours on end without ever checking in with your parents? You know, yeah. it, was just like, it feels like another world, and I guess it was, but right. our kids did not experience that because, yeah, you know, we live in a different age. And I know. I had a Schwinn Stingray. Wow. We're stuck on the bike thing, but... It was great. You had a what? A pink... <laughs> I had a pink Huffy. Pink Huffy. Yeah, Which was kind of a Stingray knockoff or something? I don't know, but I asked Santa Claus many years for that pink Huffy and finally got one. Well, that... I didn't mean to disparage the pink Huffy. That's a... It's a great bike. Yeah, it really was. It was totally cool. Um, but my point is, you know, no structure, no schedule, no agenda, no play date, mm-hmm. right? Just pure, unstructured playtime. Okay. And <clears throat> sadly, play is something that we sometimes forget how to do as grown-ups. You know, we grow up and we feel like we can't waste time. And by play, it's interesting because I did a little bit of research for this um, class that we were teaching. And by play, I don't just mean recreation Uh or leisure time. Like playing golf or something. Yeah, like organized sports or hobbies or crafts. Those things are all good and fine and and important. Right. But also by play, I don't mean like when you're vegged out. Okay. So like, you know, you're exhausted at the end of the day, you fall on the couch, you watch TV and it could be a test pattern and, you know. You're just in a stupor. Yeah, just kind of like vegging out. You know, it's funny, I recently read an article that said we Americans, or that reality television is beginning to top the list as Americans' number one way of escaping. Yikes. Which really scares me. But, you know, we Americans tend to work really hard just to kind of fall on the couch and veg out in front of the TV or the computer. And I'm not really talking about that either. So what are you talking about? I'm talking about unstructured play, what some people might refer to as piddling around. Mm -hmm. You know, just kind of not necessarily an agenda, but leisure time to just kind of enjoy a walk or a stroll or you know, a game of cards or just something that that's not necessarily something you want to put on your calendar. Okay, so let's do my trip that I've been talking about for years, which is to rent an RV and go to all, what is it, 256 counties in Texas? See, you actually think I wouldn't want to do that, but I saw an RV the other day that was like totally tricked out, and I actually got excited about that idea. See, now here we go again. What? We've been married almost 26 years. Mm-hmm. I have never... Ever until this exact moment in time, heard you say anything positive about an RV? That's because until the other day, I didn't know they made such RVs. Tricked out RVs. Totally awesome, and I could totally see me riding in that. All right. Could so, you see? Could you see yourself driving it? Uh, I don't know about that. But because I'm not doing all the driving. Well, maybe that would be it's a lot of counties in Texas. Anyway, I'm I'm seeing that on our horizon. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. Okay, but that would be a piddling around kind of trip. That'd be a piddling around. Where you just kind of go. Hey, I wonder what what's the exciting thing to do in Jeff Davis County? (laughs) Exactly. In West Texas. Well, according to the book Eat, Pray, Love, which is not Brett's favorite book or film, um, there's a phrase that Italians hold in high regard, and that is the 
sweetness of doing nothing. Okay, I like that part. I do love that part. So when was the time you just when was the last time you just did nothing? You know, not not vegging out, not organized sports, but just enjoyed the day. The last time I can really think about doing that was when we were in the Caymans a few months ago. Right. Every day was just completely unstructured, no agenda. We're going to do nothing tomorrow. We are? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's I'm on excited. our schedule. Nothing. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so we've had a busy week. We have had way too busy a week. All right. Um, so, okay. So Brene Brown, which of course is the author of the book that I recommend at the top of the episode. Uh-huh. Um, She's done so much research in the area of, um, you know, vulnerability and shame and fear, which nobody really wants to talk about. But she discovered so much great information when she was researching in that genre. She should have talked to me. I have all kinds of shameful (laughs) stories. Shameful stories. But she she talks about people who she calls wholehearted living kind Mm -hmm. of people, just people who are – not just successful in like relationships and business and so forth, but just people who are happy, uh-huh. you know, people who enjoy their lives and, uh-huh. you know, so people that her, you want to be around exactly. because of the way they live their life. Yeah. She, in her books, she cites um, a lot of interesting uh, research in the areas of biology, psychology, and neurology. And what they're finding in some of these areas is that play, and we're talking about unstructured play, uh-huh. shapes our brains even as adults. So we know that play shapes children's brains. That's been around for a long time. Uh But to think about us and our brains being shaped by unstructured play, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, my brain right now is being shaped into mush by work. No play. (laughs) That's true. Too much work and no play. (laughs) I um, I need to shape it a different way, like a hunk of (laughs) Play-Doh. Well, more specifically, they're discovering that unstructured play fosters some pretty significant parts of the brain. So something like empathy, they've made a connection neurologically between unstructured play and people learning to be empathetic with other people, which I think is fascinating. It also, uh, what they're finding in the research is that it helps us navigate complex relationships, and it makes us more creative and innovative. So my question to you is, do you think any of those characteristics might be helpful in a marriage relationship? Duh, all of them. You know, I think all of us could use a little more empathy. Mm-hmm. I think all of us can use help navigating complex relationships. Mm-hmm. And then to bring more creativity and innovation into the relationship, that is just like home run. Right. I love that. And all that is fostered by just piddling around, which right. I think is awesome. Well, maybe we could start today. Yeah, I totally. Well, we can't start today. We're too busy. <laughs> it's <laughs> not tomorrow. on our schedule. But tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow's the day. But her work has also discovered um, a very strong connection between play and rest. Talking about Brene Brown. Yeah, again. They, uh-huh. they've talked about how a healthy amount of play, people who have a healthy amount of play also tend to get a balanced amount of rest. And she has gone so far to say that play and rest are as vital to our well-being as nutrition and exercise. That's good to hear. Which is very bold. Um, You know, and if you think about it, it makes perfect sense. The glow that you have on your face when you come home from vacation and people tell you, oh, my gosh, you look so rested and refreshed. And, you know, that's because you probably got a healthy dose of play and rest while you were on vacation. Not getting either right now. But there's definitely a pushback to incorporating unstructured play and fun in our lives, and that is because we have a to-do list. We are high achievers. We are goal-oriented. We need to feel like we're living our lives on purpose, and being intentional is our game. And 
most of us, I think, tend to feel purposeless when we're just kind of piddling around. I know that when I do have a day off and I just kind of enjoy reading or having coffee with a friend or something like that, sometimes I have to push back the idea of, man, I've got such a long list that I really should be working on. You feel you like know? you're being unproductive, yeah, but exactly. you're actually being productive, according to Brene Brown, because you're leaning into your playful side. Definitely. And I think we we tend to wear busyness and exhaustion like a badge of honor when really that's just what's going to drain us dry. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I used to do that. I used to wear it as a badge of honor. I now, used to, but I'm 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 learning like not ba- to be that. Badge of death. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so we have uh frequent F for frequent, U for unstructured, and the N in fun is new. You have to try things new together. Okay. Um, when's the last time you tried something new together? Keeping things fresh. What do you got in mind? <laughs> wow. I can always just see a big sex right written across your forehead. <laughs> you said <That's> new, <laughs> and we're talking about fun. We're talking about unstructured, so kind of all well, plays it's right. It's amazing how a man can just <laughs> put sex in any box. That's right. That's new right. and unstructured, I got it, yeah. But you do. It, it's important for married couples to kind of try new things. And I keep saying that you and I are going to take dance lessons at some point before we die. Okay. We are going to do that. Hey, I'm ready. Yeah, because we're not very good dancers, and we should be better dancers. I think I'm a pretty darn good dancer, really. <laughs> yeah, you can think that. <laughs> You're listening to Marriage to the Max. Welcome back to Marriage to the Max. If you are in the greater Houston area, we want you to know that we host a monthly date night called Dinner and a Marriage. Dinner and a Marriage. And we'd love to have you join us. So visit dinnerandamarriage.org to find out more details. Dinner and a Marriage. Well, we're continuing our conversation called Have Some Fun. Hey, have some fun already. Before the break, we were talking about how fun must be frequent, unstructured, and new. I was getting a little pushback because I was wanting to have frequent unstructured and new fun (laughs) okay let's keep going all right well we have this funny little video that we has become part of our kind of folklore it's when our kids were very little sarah was about four years old and kayla was a baby and it was one early morning before preschool and you were had the video camera out and you're just kind of 
videoing them having getting ready for their day. Uh-huh. And Sarah says to you in this just sad little tone, Daddy, no time for fun. <laughs> we have to get to school. Yep. And it was just the cutest little thing. And so now we say that, all the, you know, when we're trying to, like, incorporate some time off. I say it every morning. <laughs> no time Daddy, for to fun. myself, no time for fun. I have to get to work. Exactly. But... Of course, Scripture tells us that there is a time for fun. Mm -hmm. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 4 says, There's a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time (laughs) to mourn and a time to dance. All right. So So we've got our – You'll also find that verse in the movie Footloose, by the way. Just a side note. (laughs) (laughs) Throw an 80s uh, reference in there somewhere. What a fun reference that was. Well, uh, speaking of Brene Brown, which is who we were mentioning earlier, uh, her research also showed that those who live a wholehearted life have a tendency to incorporate three strategic things on a regular basis. Do you know what they are? No, I don't, but I know you're going to tell me. They are laughter, (laughs) song, and dance. You were going to laugh after I said laughter. Well, I just it was an involuntary little chortle. <laughs> Laughter, song, and dance. How important do you think those are in a marriage relationship? Uh, they're big in my life. I mean, I, if we didn't have laughter, man, we would just die on the vine. That's true. And song. I mean, we're mm-hmm. big musical family, so that, that's a big. We've always had kind of a score to our lives, you know, soundscape. What do you mean by that? Well, just, I mean, everywhere we go, we're playing music and, right. you know, the kids have grown up listening to everything from the Beach Boys to... Beatles to... Yeah. yeah right. You know, so I I think that's... Well, and the research shows that that's a healthy way to be. Right. Um, and then dance. We don't dance enough, but we should dance more. Well, in you should because... In your living room, in your kitchen. That's right. I think you need to dance more with me because I'm a pretty good dancer. Um, <laughs> I heard someone say that there she um, uh, ju- judges the health of her family by how much dancing is happening in the kitchen. Oh yeah, because <laughs> they just you know turn the music up and while they're cooking and setting the table and well, cleaning up. Casey and the Sunshine yes, Band. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, um, I'll put on my dancing shoes. A very cool quote that I did not realize was by Mark Twain says, "Dance like no one is watching." Sing like no one is listening. Love like you've never been hurt and live like it's heaven on earth. Wow. Did you know that was Mark Twain? No. Are I know. you sure? I'm totally. I looked it up. It's on the internet, so it must <laughs> it's be gotta true. It's got to be true if it's on the internet. Well, I just think it's fun to talk about F U N in the summertime, especially because I remember when our kids were young, I always, you know, like any mom or dad, you're just hanging in there that last month of school, right. just dying for summer to come. Especially in Texas where it's 112. Yeah, and- for sure. Just to enjoy some long, lazy days of summer. And then, of course, you couldn't wait for them to go back to school by about <laughs> August 1st, too. But when since we've become empty nesters, we don't have that built-in boundary of school to kind of set apart the seasons. Uh-huh. And I kind of... I kind of miss that. So I want to encourage couples who have young children or kids in school to just embrace the time when you still have control over your family's schedule and Uh everyone's not running in a thousand directions. And just, you know, use the summer to build in some fun concepts that we've talked about today. I think it's wise. Like go to the pool, get some frozen yogurt or 
Absolutely. Oh, frozen yogurt should be a part of everyone's day. It's fine. Especially in the summer. Yeah. Okay, so um, we normally don't uh, give homework on the podcast episode, but this is such fun homework that I want to give. This is a first. Yeah. So homework for our listeners, our audience, is to, at some point in the next week, sit down together and watch something funny that just makes you laugh. So a funny TV show, YouTube videos... See a fun Old movie. home movies, whatever, okay. whatever that looks like. Sit down and laugh together. Dance together in your kitchen or your living room. All right. Crank it up. All right. And then ride together in your car, roll down the windows, and turn up the music super loud. Ooh, I know what I'm going to do. I totally love that. So this is a fun episode, huh? Yeah. About F-U-N? Yeah. Okay. So when are we doing that? Uh, tomorrow. Because today we can't. There's no time. Daddy, no time, <laughs> no time for, for fun. fun. We have work to do. Well, if you'd like to contact us, you can find us at marriagetothemax.org. You can also check out homeencouragement.org, or you can email us at thehursts at homeencouragement.org. How fun. Also, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Now, that's fun. We would also love it if you would subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. It's free, you know. And it's fun. And rate it while you're there. This will help us to build our audience, which will allow us to encourage more couples. And that's fun too. Well, until next time, remember, healthy marriage. Fun marriage. Healthy, fun world. (laughs) God bless y'all. And have fun.